0: Just got a note in. Welcome to the podcast. Before we start, just got a note in from somebody on Capitol Hill. Pelosi shock troops. They are arrogant and assured. They have been planning transitions for weeks. There is no way in their minds that Biden doesn't win this thing, which is scary. They will be leading the charge on claiming fraud and suppression. We know that they're building a uh, fence around the White House, an unscalable fence around the White House. In my entire life I lived in the 60s. I was little, but I I lived in the I've never seen a fence that was non-scalable put around the White House. It is we are entering dangerous times and beyond the election that's where we begin our podcast today with a warning that is I believe absolutely accurate. And it was a warning given to the president by one of the leaders of the Catholic Church, the one that says that they are fighting uh, people like the Pope inside the Catholic Church. It's an amazing study. We also looked at all of the polling
1: numbers. Yeah, we went to kind of a deep dive on all of the different battleground states as well as all of the Senate races. And the end game is, I mean, who knows where this thing's going to turn out, but we are going to have... A pretty dramatic night on Tuesday. And by the way, we have election coverage on Blaze TV. It's going to be a lot different than MSNBC or CNN or CBS or ABC. You're going to want to see blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You get 30 bucks off. That's only good for one more day, just like our country, only good for one more day. <laughs> Don't
0: miss it. Oh, and by the way,
1: we have a great coverage. Speaking of that,
0: Tomorrow, uh, George Washington, a coffin, <laughs> a dancing Trump, uh, you name it, we've got it. Plus, all of the big names going to be on our coverage tomorrow. You don't want to miss it.
2: You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Advisor for the Trump 2020 campaign is Mercedes Schlapp. Hello, Mercedes. How are you? And it's wonderful
3: to be on your show.
0: Yeah, it's Thanks good. Good to good to have you on. Um, the there's a document a documentary out that has been out now for a couple of weeks called "The Trump I Know," and it's really about the uh, the look into the White House with the women that work in the White House and a work around Donald Trump.
3: Yes, yeah, so it's a, it's a great documentary. Uh, we got to work closely with Joe Knopp, who uh, produced it and really had the vision for it. And, and it's talking about the women, not only at the White House, but at the campaign and even his winery here in Virginia. And it, and it was just to show this other side of the president the fact of the women who have seen the president firsthand uh, really know how he is as a leader, how he thinks. And, you know, it's interesting because we all come up with the same conclusion, which is that not only is he a strong leader, but he's a compassionate person, someone who loves his country, someone who has a great sense of humor. You mentioned that earlier. And uh, and someone who really uh, understands what it what it is to solve very complicated problems, being creative when it comes to how we solve big issues, whether it be, you know, conflict in the Middle East, whether it be tackling trade deals, uh, with China and and other nations, and so that is the president just doesn't think like a politician, and and you you know this because you, you you know a lot of these political types. Mm-hmm. This is not the president how the president functions. He will fight whoever he needs to fight, but he'll also work with whoever will want to come and work with him, whether it be yeah. a Democrat or Republican, to get things done. And I think that his record has shown that he's been incredibly productive in the last 47 months compare that to joe biden who literally has been a career politician the ultimate insider for 47 years who now we know is not only the politician but a corrupt one as as we've seen
0: you know i I was really struck um by during the gop convention um in really watching that i thought it was brilliantly done they they just talked to people who had normal people who had experience meeting him, being around him, watching him, working with him. uh, And it was just not the scene you see anywhere in media.
3: No, and that's, you know, I always say this to whenever I meet like a suburban mom who's on the fence, like, I don't like the guy's tweets, I don't know. And I'm like, I wish you all would get a glimpse of how he is in person. He is so warm and so uh, personable, and he really is someone who just connects with pretty much everyone he meets, and, and it's something that we, I, you know, I've seen him in those moments of times when he'll call a family who's lost a loved one in the military, or for example, when there was a shooting in Parkland, Florida, where he met with Andrew Pollock and his family uh, when their daughter Meadows was tra- tragically um, killed. And so, and you see those moments where he really is like, What can I do to help you? What can we do to solve this problem? And I think you take the case of, for example, the, the members of the families of, of military uh, officers who died in, on, in combat, or, and, and he's, he always would say, He goes, We got to end these endless wars. Like, we got to bring our troops back home. And, and so his goal is always to just keep trying to figure out how uh, he can literally make people's lives better. And I just very much respect that. I mean, I've known politicians for a lot of time that it's a lot of talk, no action, or they're too scared. They're not bold enough. And the one thing about president Trump is, is he's bold. He says that if he's, he has a promise he's made. He's going to keep it. And that's what he's done time and time again. And it's why he's not a politician. It's why he's the ultimate outsider And it's why the American people, you see them coming out in thousands and thousands in all these different cities, because they feel like he has their voice. He's the people's president. He is not uh, aligned with the special interests or the big media companies that are trying to silence us, trying to shut us down. And you know this, Glenn, better than anyone else. How long has the conservative movement, they've bullied us around, tried to keep us Mm -hmm. quiet, Try to minimize us and try to make us feel guilty for loving this country, and that's why President Trump has been that voice pushing back against these liberals of the, me- the liberals from the media, liberal from the social media companies who are now trying to censor everything that we say and do.
0: I will tell you that I have I, I thought about this this weekend. I, I don't know of any other person that is capable, even capable, let alone willing to do it. Um, take the shots that he has taken and really be the the last line of defense for our way of life. I don't know of anyone else that could have pulled it off and lasted (laughs) this long and is still getting up every day going, bring it on. I mean, he really is the last line of defense.
3: He really is, and I mean, just the mere fact that he goes – did five events yesterday, five rallies today. I mean, he has endless energy. And not only that, to your point, he just keeps punching and punching back. He won't let the liberal media win. He won't let the liberal media or these crazy Democrats take him down. They've tried everything from Russian hoax to impeachment to everything. And this man has been able to survive it all. And it's because not only does he have the stamina, but he is just determined Determined to keep making the case for the American people and keep pushing uh, a really what I would say is a, such a strong agenda. I mean, you're talking about building an incredibly strong economy, which he's, he did he did it under his watch. He's fighting against COVID, combating COVID. I mean, we're dealing with a global pandemic, and this man is saying we are not going to shut down America. We're not going to lock down America like Joe Biden is proposing. We got to reopen our economy safely. We got to reopen our schools safely. The impact that this has had on just small businesses alone and, and our families has been tremendous. And we got to find a way to deal with this virus in addition to being able to live our lives and do it in a safe and responsible way. And I just think that the, the constant moralizing coming from CNN and all these places on how we have to live our lives. I just was reading governor, uh, the governor of California putting Thanksgiving restrictions. You can't oh, yeah. sing. You can't chant you can 't have more than three household present households.
0: I think it's two isn 't it parties
3: no longer now yeah. well, they 're saying three parties no longer than two hours. guests must stay outside. What is this? This is not America. You cannot make us feel that we have to live in fear we 're not going to do it, and I just think that there has to. The American people have to reject this nanny state. They need to reject these liberal governors who are trying to dictate how we live, and let us have our make our own decisions. I mean, that's really the end, the, the end of it.
0: I was listening to New York uh, Times uh, the Daily, and it, I I do it so others don't have to. And um, I, I'm listening to this, and and they're talking about Donald Trump, and what do we do if he just refuses to accept? Uh, that uh, Biden wins. They never once asked, well, wait a minute, um, you know, Biden and Clinton and and the the transition integrity project, you all stated there's no way you're going to uh, concede. You, you won't make that phone call if Donald Trump. It, it is so agonizing to watch the truth be so distorted and turned around. I don't know how the president has not just snapped. How has, he, how has he kept his cool with knowing the truth, knowing what we all know now, and always getting the blame for things? Always.
3: Yes, well, I mean, I just think right now he's razor-focused on talking directly to the American people about what his agenda is as we move forward into the next four years. And he's not going to be defeated. Like, he is determined to win this election. We know that the momentum is clearly, clearly on our side. We're seeing the trends turn in our favor. And what I think is, like, it doesn't, I don't know about you, Glenn, but doesn't it feel a bit like a repeat of 2016 when the polls were like, he's never, President Trump won't win, he won't be able to pull it off all the polls are saying Joe Biden. You're seeing the media writing all these stories about mm-hmm. what a Joe Biden presidency is going to look like. And literally, I'm like going, this is like a Groundhog's Day. It's like a repeat of 2016. And so I think that the press, you know, it's like we, we kind of want to see see how the media continues to go down, build this narrative, try to demoralize our voters. But our voters right now are more excited than they've ever been in 2016. I mean, we are finding people, and I've traveled across these battleground states people coming up to us saying i've never voted before i'm going to vote for the first time i'm 50 years old and yes i'm voting for donald trump because he 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 stands for what we believe in and this is about really uh protecting american values american values of freedom of faith of country of love of this nation uh and and for americans they don't want that to go away they don't want to make it so that america is bad And that America is, as Joe Biden said, simply an idea that we don't live up to. We live up to the American ideas every single day in this country. And so I just think that they don't want the doom and gloom of Joe Biden, the dark winter of Joe Biden.
0: I will tell you that I think that uh, also, I mean, when Ronald Reagan was in office and I felt this about Ronald Reagan from the beginning, that. He may be proud to be an American because he was fighting for us against Russia and the Soviet Union. And he was just so great on that stage as a leader of the free world. Um, Donald Trump is the first president where I've ever felt that guy is not just fighting for our way of life. He's actually fighting for me. And I've never felt that from a president before where he is fighting for my right and my voice and uh, that's an incredible accomplishment
3: yeah and i think you i think that's what millions of americans feel they feel this special connection to this president they feel that he's not just going to washington to be to, to to get lost in the washington language of of just sitting in. That's not the president. The president's very unique in his nature. And he is the one that came into Washington, broke the China, you know, got tough on, uh, on China, speaking of which, and really uh, confronted the Democrats in a lot of ways when it came to all these different issues. And, it, you know, one of the things that always bothered the president, I remember when we were, um, when I was at the White House, that whenever Nancy Pelosi would come over and then she would go and they would have kind of a pretty okay meeting, and then she'd go out and bash the president or she would bash the president before going to meet the president. The president thought that was like the most unacceptable thing to do. You don't try to bash the president first and then try to ask for a meeting in the White House. That just doesn't work. That's just not even courteous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I think he didn't like that. I mean, it really was something that he was like, this is not, this this can't be with Nancy. And it just showed the hypocrisy of these Democrats. They were so obsessed with the impeachment process. They still went through with it. Although at the end of the day, they refused to even barely mention about Joe Biden, knowing, knowing about these foreign dealings. We have the Hunter's uh, ex-partner, Tony Bobolinsky, who's gone out, shown evidence, uh, is working with the FBI, yet you have this cover-up scheme happening with big social media companies. You're talking about also the, the liberal media. No one wants to touch it, yet we know that they won't even ask the tough questions to Joe Biden. So yeah. he's, Joe Biden has gone a, a path throughout this whole uh, campaign process where they're really focused on just trying to get rid of the president.
0: Mercedes, thank you so much. Uh, the The website where you can see this documentary and, you know, if you know somebody who's on a fence, if you know a woman who's like, I just don't like the way, send them to the Trump know dot com. The know dot com. It chronicles uh, the women in the White House and the women around Donald Trump. And uh, I think uh, women will be proud uh, of the record that he has um, in the White House. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
3: Thank you so much, Glenn.
0: You bet. The trumpi know.com that was Mercedes Schlapp, she's senior advisor of the uh, 2020 campaign. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. So the editorial board of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette came out and said he's unpresidential, he's crude and unkind, he's not a good man. These things and much worse are commonly said about President Donald Trump. His personality totally clips his record, so we seemingly have him on the dunk tank ready for a very cold bath. Let's play dump the lout, but is this what it's really about? Isn't the real question whether he has been uh, taking the economy and the country in the right direction for these last four years. Can we separate the man from the record? We share embarrassment of millions of Americans who are disturbed by the president's unpresidential manners and character, his rudeness and put-downs and bragging and bending of the truth. None of it can be justified. The president's behavior has almost diminished his presidency and the presidency. Most Americans want a president who make them proud. We, too, prefer the first-class temperament and demeanor of Winston Churchill. I gotta, I gotta tell you, Winston Churchill was no saint. Winston Churchill was a foul-mouthed uh <laughs> he liked his uh, drinks. Uh, he quite was a bit. drunk almost <laughs> all the time. Yeah. He was no saint. I mean No. He's not a great example of that. He's not a great example. He's not. Uh, Anyway, but let's look at the Trump record under Donald Trump. The economy pre-COVID boomed no time like since the 1950s. Look at your 401k over the last three years. Unemployment for black Americans is lower than it's ever been under any president of either party. Under Mr. Trump, our trade relations have vastly improved. Our trade deals have been rewritten thanks to him. Middle America is on the map again, and the Appalachian and hourly worker has some hope. Has Mr. Trump done enough for these struggling fellow citizens? No, but he is at least to recognize them. Maybe he wasn't articulate, but he recognized their pain. No one has ever asked the American people or the people in flyover country if they wanted to send their jobs abroad until Mr. Trump. He has moved the debate in both parties from free trade, totally unfettered, to managed or fair trade. He has put America first, just as he said he would. He also kept his uh, promise to appoint originalists to the Supreme Court of the United States. His third appointment, Amy Coney Barrett, is the best of all, blah, blah, blah. Finally, let's talk about one of the most concerns, uh, the most important concerns in this region. Energy under Mr. Trump, the United States achieved energy independence for the first time in the lifetimes of most of us. It's an incredible accomplishment that nobody ever talks about. Where would Western Pennsylvania be without the shell petrochemical complex? Uh, Donald Trump is not Churchill to be sure, but he gets things done. He's not a unifier. He often acts like the president of his base, not the whole country. He's done nothing to lessen our divisions and has, in fact, often deepened them. The convictions and intellect of all Americans should be respected by all Americans, especially the president. Has Mr. Trump handled the pandemic uh, perfectly? No, but no one masters the pandemic. Mr. Biden is too old for the job and too fragile. And there's a very good chance he will not make it through the term. Mr. Trump, also too old, but seemingly robust. But in Mike Pence... We have a vice president ready to take over if need be. He's a safe pair of hands. Kamala Harris gives no evidence of being ready to be president of the United States. I think this is amazing, but what does it actually mean to people in Pennsylvania? Let's go to Selena Zito. Hello, Selena. How are you? Hey, Glenn. How are you this morning? Very good. Now, I know you worked for the Trib, which was the more conservative uh, paper in Pittsburgh so right. this is the post gazette does this make a difference to anybody
4: yeah actually it does you know in fairness ago, it, um editorial support from a newspaper had much more weight having said that in an, in an election in a state hold on hold on hold
0: on out. you're in a i mean i don't know if you're actually doing the campbell can of soup thing um <laughs> but. Uh, like connection if, if, sounds arc, a little, yeah. yeah, like it's coming over a string. Uh, <laughs> so if you're, if you can get by a window or something, but go ahead.
4: Is, is this better? That's
0: much better.
4: I was actually by a window, which is wow. Odd. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, so uh, ten, twenty, twenty years ago, an editorial board endorsement of a presidential candidate carried much more weight. Uh, we were less fractured 20 years ago and I don't just mean politically mm-hmm. uh, we also had uh, less choices mm-hmm. uh, we had less television shows we had less newspapers we had less internet etc so that was a that, that was a, a unifier a, a something to consider having said that this editorial um, a, in support for the president no it was not only written incredibly well and very vividly and didn't sort of gloss over any of the president's frailties, uh, but it also underscored robustly his um, accomplishments. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, what it did, and this is a thing people will miss, is that it gave permission, permission. I for, it. for the voter who um, uh, it, it was unsure Or the voter who felt the peer pressure not to, or the voter who uh, spent, you know, isn't as invested in in social media and cable to to um, to make that decision. It gave them permission to say, you know what, it's okay. It actually is okay. They recognized his failures. They underlined his accomplishments. The accomplishments for me. Is more important than his failures. See, people tend to think, in particular, people who don't spend any time in this state or any, you know, anywhere in well, you know, flyover country. They do, they fail to recognize that people don't put a team jersey on every morning, and, and that's how they conduct their politics people vote because of their community they don't Mm -hmm. vote because of an ideology yes there is a portion of them that do that but for the most part people look around at their neighborhood they look around at their town they look around at their family and they make their vote their choice that way
0: tell me um nate silver from 538 put a caveat (laughs) on his prediction in pennsylvania um, because he saw the size of the crowds in Pennsylvania uh, this uh, this weekend. What's happening on the ground? What is your What does your gut say, Selena?
4: So I, I'm sort of insulted that he's like, "Oh, look, there's crowds. Maybe we should change this." Um, I, I we can't we can't predict elections by data only. Because data only gives us what people are willing to give to the scientists, the data collectors. Um, uh, There has been a contradiction between interviews and experiences and cultural cues that have put the polling data, um, uh, you know, uh, at risk. And, And, you know, what do I mean by cultural cues? You know, 208,000 new Republican voters, uh, 246,000 brand new gun owners since um, since this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, entertainment and sports um, 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 products like the Steelers and the, and and the Eagles. Although I don't pay attention to what the Eagles. Um, uh, viewership is but the Steelers is down and we're 7-0 and at least I think I don't know I haven't watched the game so there's cultural cues that are telling us m- more so than crowds that people are not being forthcoming with pollsters and so I think this is a very close race and, and if I'm going by my gut I say the president probably wins Pennsylvania
1: mm. And if he, wins, if, if he wins Pennsylvania, he's going to win the election most likely. I mean it, it, he, no. there are ways for him to lose if he wins Pennsylvania, but uh, if he wins if Pennsylvania is is a major major barometer of this thing. If he pulls that off, he's probably going to win. And I heard that
0: uh, North Carolina in the uh, pre-voting or the you know mail-in uh, ballots, that actually the Republicans are outpacing for the first time the Democrats. And yes, true. if that holds, uh, that is that that should be a big, a big sign as well, because he needs the early uh, indications will be uh, Florida, North Carolina, uh, Georgia, wouldn't you say mm-hmm. uh,
4: Georgia is, a, is a concern? I think Georgia, um, I think the state you actually should watch if you are a supporter of the president is georgia michigan and wisconsin Uh, he's got to win one of those uh so those are the three states um that 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 outside of pennsylvania um that you got to watch if he's coming in at three four five percent in ohio um then then he's likely won pennsylvania we're not going to know pennsylvania for a while Um, Our ballots aren't even due in until uh, the weekend. There are many counties that aren't even going to start counting um, ballots uh, until um, the day after the election. So other states I would keep an eye on is um, North Carolina. I'm not North Carolina, Georgia, Michigan and Wisconsin. Keep an eye on what's going there. Keep an eye on Ohio. If It's at five, six, seven points. Um, these other states, which are neighboring states, where the culture is very similar, uh, you will maybe um, see this then, the, the, the night favoring the president in other Great Lake, Great Lakes Midwest states. So
0: tell me how you think those states are stacking up for him, because I've heard Wisconsin, Biden is like 11 points ahead in the polls.
4: Uh, no, Biden's maybe one point ahead in the polls. Yeah, that's maybe. not...
0: That's not what I heard on. I think uh, maybe CNN this morning. Well, uh, but, I've been there. All right,
4: <laughs> um, and and I, I would say I would say Wisconsin at the worst, if you're a Trump supporter, is at three percentage points, um, and and um, at best it's about two, one to two points favoring Biden. The thing we don't understand uh, in polling is, are pollsters overanalyzing polls? Are pollsters not getting enough um, uh, non-college educated voters in their universe? Uh, pollsters are also a lot of uh, voters that live outside of suburban and urban areas are more likely to drop the call and unwilling to mm-hmm. talk. To a pollster, that's not just white working class. That's also black voters and Hispanic voters. These these voters have have a um, less of a trust in larger institutions than suburban, edu- college educated people with two, three, four, ninety two degrees um, uh, do. They're like happy to pick up the phone and talk for forty five minutes mm. with a pollster about how much they hate Trump. <laughs>
0: Um, Selena, thank you so much for being on. You're going to be with us tomorrow night uh, for our election coverage as well. And uh, we'll be looking for your analysis uh, on what is really happening. Uh, I think Pennsylvania is going to play a very important role uh, in this election. And also, I, I, I fear funny business as well uh, with the election uh, and the, the ballots as they count them after the results come in but uh we'll see thank you so much selena appreciate it god bless this is the best of the glenn beck program this is the day before the election we're going to give you all of the polls and everything else you need we also want to talk to first time uh trump voters People who are thinking about sitting it out, I can't vote for either, or undecideds. I'd like to know what would tip that for you, one way or another. i going to take those phone calls. Uh, I am a first-time Trump voter. Didn't vote for him mm-hmm. last time. Uh, didn't vote for Hillary, uh, but didn't vote for him last time. And voted Friday, and boy, I didn't have a problem. Talk to somebody who said... Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I cried when I voted for him uh, because it was it was hard. I was a first time voter and I don't Mm. like a lot of the things he says, but I think he's standing up for what's right. Yep. And it wasn't hard for me. Was it hard for you? Not at all. You haven't voted yet, Stu. No. And you're the gay character on the show, so you're I probably am. voting for what? Biden? I or I actually only vote mm.
1: for gay people. Only gay uh, yeah, people. Yeah, only, only, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there a gay person on the ticket for president? Uh, I'm going to keep searching until I <laughs> find the them. Maybe the Green Party mm. candidate? Yeah. I, don't I don't know. Don't tell him we'll it's a binary it. choice, because it's <laughs> not a binary choice. It's not a binary. It's Or it is. It is. It is, damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I had no problem. I couldn't push the button hard enough for Trump this time. I know. I actually sat there, and I looked pushing the button harder doesn't get him extra votes. That's not how this works. I, I just like wanted would. to make sure that <laughs> yeah. it was
0: going through i just i mean i looked at that machine the whole time and i'm like, you, mm-hmm. I'm like if you screw this vote up mm-hmm. i mean i i checked I, and checked and rechecked
1: i checked it you know at the end when you're doing yeah. the computer check yeah and then i checked it again on the printout
0: does it mean anything that my um computer printout just said fat chance <laughs> <laughs> no
1: <I think laughs> that's fine no that's
0: what it said on the doesn't mean much no uh let me go to jillian hello jillian you're on the glenbeck program
5: wow hi glenn hi hi, hi pat hi nice to talk to you guys
0: thank you uh, i'm
5: a suburban mom and a first-time trump voter i run a small business from my home and uh i'm totally afraid to share any political views on social media mm-hmm. either even privately with people that i know and love because i don't think they would love me <laughs> if they knew
0: and so Sad. the, so the logical thing was for you to call a national radio program. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, exactly. I
5: love to do things the wrong way. Right.
0: right. Okay. So hmm. um, you voted for him for the first time, or are you going to vote for him? Have you done it yet?
5: I, I did it. Uh, in Utah, we do mail-in ballots, and I just took hmm. it to the drop box.
0: And how um, how'd you feel about it?
5: Uh, I'm still nervous, but I'm hopeful for him. I pray for him and uh, I pray for the country and that's the best I can do is give my vote and uh, hope for the best.
0: So what changed your mind?
5: Uh, a lot of the things he's done that he said he was going to do. And I just mm-hmm. didn't believe him. I thought he was trolling America. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah.
5: I really just did not think right. that he was going to do what he said, but he did and, and more. And then the, mm-hmm. the media, You know, I, I just couldn't believe that he was saying all the things that he was saying. And so I started listening to the whole context. um, Yes, exactly. And seeing the way that they were twisting what he said completely out of context, uh, cutting off quotes. um,
0: I think if he wins, I think if he wins, the media will have a big part in that win. Because I've talked to a lot of people who said I didn't, I've never really paid attention, but I couldn't believe what they were saying. If it was that bad, we needed to get rid of them. And they started paying attention and they realized, oh my gosh, we're being lied to. Jennifer in Missouri. Hello, Jennifer. Hi Gwen. Hi, First time who? Trump voter. Oh, hello. Yes, are you there? You're a first time Trump voter.
2: Are you there?
0: Uh, hello, yes. Can you hear us? Put her on hold. to See if we can uh, f- fix this. Let's go to uh, Jeff in uh, North Carolina. Hello, Jeff. Yeah, hey, I'm doing good. Good. Um, I'm a first time voter. Mm-hmm. I'm like you. I was a Ted Cruz guy. Loved him. Uh, I was afraid that Trump was kind of uh, going to be a. I uh, got to come in and spoil the election. Um, I kind of thought he was working under the under the cover for the Democrats to kind of come in and you know help Hillary out mm. uh, but he he did what he said he was going to do he's protected the unborn he is he protects our freedoms he has done great for this country, and after four years, I think he truly loves this country i think you know I think he's the only one in my lifetime with Reagan, maybe the exception um that has actually done. Everything that he said he was going to do for the most part, the border, et cetera, et cetera. But um, even the stuff I don't like, like the trade with China, um, but he has done the the, the things I thought for sure he would never do. He'd never do those
1: things, mm-hmm. and he did. I mean, the, the the Jerusalem situation is probably the one that stands out the most in that regard. Like, the fact that what he's done in the Middle East, the fact that we've seen multiple countries mm-hmm. now come on the side of, of, of normalizing relations with yes. Israel. just Sudan. came online. I mean, that's crazy. crazy. That's I, I, that one I would have never no thought, way. honestly. No, no never. way. I mean, the Supreme and, Court justices, he, he did you know, say he had a list of them and everything. Yeah, and but so, look
0: at the Bush, Bush
1: appointments. You know, the Bush appointments sometimes were like, okay. Yeah, and I yeah. honestly didn't, I was not even convinced he was going to pick off the list, frankly. I mean, and right. you could and argue, he, did. Yeah, he at least the first one he did, and yeah. then he, he, you know, made a new list and picked the other two right. off of that one, so. Right. But still, I mean, they're all in the pocket of uh, approval from things like the Federalist Society. They, they're they're, nor- they're very much normal to good Republican picks, and which he, I did not expect. He just signed another international agreement on abortion, that it's not an international yeah, right. And he right. signed on with 30 other countries.
0: Got us out. Remember, I one of the things I said he would never do is get us out of the Green Deals. You know what I mean? Get us out of the Paris Accords and did everything that else. Right away. He did that right away, and he's mm-hmm. he is standing uh, for that. We're he's energy a- independent for the first time in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. It is the fact that we we beat ISIS
1: quickly, almost with a yeah. yawn. Mm-hmm. That's one that's really forgotten because that was the big international. Story yeah. theme of they 2016. Yeah. They don't even have anything to talk about. Yeah, with that I mean, and we've and look, we've done enough work with the Nazarene uh, Fund and everything mm-hmm. to know that it's not completely over there. No, There's still it's not. trouble. But still, it's better. It's it's immeasurably right. better than mm-hmm. in 2016. So much so that it's not even something that got, if as far as I can remember, mentioned in the debates. No, it wasn't. Not, not at at mentioned. The course, not you
0: couldn't have mentioned that because it shows success. And then on top of it. You know the next shoe to fall is saudi arabia and all of them now all of our middle east allies are all saying if biden comes in this all falls apart because they will go back to the palestinian well and so all of this falls apart Mm -hmm. i mean that's i mean we are just the 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 cardinal that letter that i read i think we really are in a battle of good versus evil And look at how far we have come because we have a guy who's who doesn't care and he's willing just to go. No, that's I don't agree with you. I know you're all the eggheaded experts, but you've been saying this for 80 years or 100 years and it's not working. So I'm not doing it anymore. If he Mm -hmm. gets another term, he will clean out that deep state because he has every reason to do it. He have you seen the the zoom calls can we play listen to this zoom call this is from the what is it the sunrise foundation black lives matter and uh shut down dc they had a zoom call and on this call were people from the government they were in positions in the government and they were being asked what levers do you have To be able to shut things down. I want you to listen to what they are plotting. Here it is. So
2: we began to put together a list of things we want to know about in the city. So where are all the police stations? Because it's good to know where the police are. Where are all the key government buildings? Where are all the media outlets? Who are the Trump boosters? So we're talking about what would it take to surround the White House and have people do stuff? We can divide it up easily with affinity groups. We have to be willing to put our bodies on the line and take on some discomfort, sacrifice, risk in order to change things. And I've been in conversations where people have never thought about having a gun or like, should I have a gun? But I think we have Hmm. to know, and I'm going to talk a little bit in a few minutes about what do we do when guns are in the mix? So, again, chaos is a soup by which change emerges. Let's get cooking. Again, we didn't cause the war. We didn't ask for this war. Many of us are here because we want to fight it. We Some want more. something different. What are we willing to do? Because, mm. right? again, we're not dealing with people with just simple guns. We're dealing with people with AR, you know, AK-47s, multiple rounds, a lot of shootings. So, um, yeah, we are going to be in a crisis, yes. but we want it to be one that we are creating. We want to make sure that we are on the offense and not the defense. We want them to be responding to us and us not responding to them in a situation of a coup or an insurrection or an uprising, whoever's got the guns often can win. We should be clear. Like, it's got to go. Trump's got to go. In order to achieve what they did, they knew they had to take over important government buildings. They knew they had to try and win over members of the police and army, and they had to protect each other. I think we don't have a lot of experience taking over government buildings and we might need to think about that. And I know as I, you know, I said earlier how, you know, we may find ourselves in the streets with people with different tactics than ours. But like there may be some people that are willing to break the windows to get into the government buildings. Like if that's what we need to do, then we shouldn't fight about that. Let's do that.
0: Wow. This sounds like a suburban mom. You know, I mean, she sounds this is what these are the three groups out of the 200 that the Democrats have partnered with to create chaos. We showed you all of the documentation, Um, the 200 groups. I think that came out in uh, maybe the New York Times, maybe about a week ago, about how these 200 groups are putting on uh, been put on standby again. This is leaked a leaked Zoom call between the leadership from Shutdown DC, the Sunrise Movement and BLM. And they're worried about the right creating violence. This is what we're up against and this is part of the deep state and part now of your Democratic uh, or Democrat uh, party. This is part of it now. You are not dealing with your grandfather, your father, or even Barack Obama's uh, Democrats. It is now a Marxist revolutionary group. <laughs>